It's Reynolds, shapes the kick, ducks under Graham's tackle. Oh, Reynolds goes for it and scores! The captain puts South on the board. They fell for what looked to be a certain grubber kick into the end goal. And Adam Reynolds puts South Sydney on the scoreboard. Export Freight Systems is an international freight forwarder who specialise in export. Ian, the owner, grew up playing for the mighty mascot Jets and is a passionate Bunnies man. Export Freight Systems are confident of getting the pricing you require without compromising excellent service. It doesn't matter if you're a regular exporter or just beginning, they're there to help you. Export Freight Systems. Email ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio. He'll take care of you. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. but Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> It's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined in the Rabbitohs Radio studio by two former Rabbitohs. Steve May on my left, Darren Brown on my right. What's going on, boys? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, chaps, how are we, boys? All right? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. All- always good after a win? Yes, it was a great weekend. Yeah, no, it was, it, was a good, it was a good old weekend. All the weather wasn't too good. We got, no. we got a bit of cabin fever over at the chapel house there, but um, that's all good. Boys, now, um, you want to know what's on the show today? I do. Let us know what's on the show, chaps. All right, boys, no worries. Um, we're going to recap that dramatic win over the Sharks over there at ANZ Stadium, 5.30 last Saturday night. Ebbed and flowed there at the end. I, I thought we were going into some stages, but we'll get on oh, to that yeah. later. And we've got a little treat for the listeners out there, the, the big radio... Breakfast show legend, ratings leader for years, Alan Jones interview. You boys are going to go through that later. We're going to get through Rabbitohs news with all the pathways results, and we've got a few little stories to come through there. Behind enemy lines of the Broncos, Ben Decker's on the show, a former Rabbitoh, grew up in Brisbane. And we're also going to review that big Broncos clash there Friday night up there at Suncorp Stadium in front of a record crowd of zero. <laughs> yes. Could, could be, I don't know. We, we, we're going into uncharted waters there with the coronavirus. Um, uh, it's just quite a distressing time, and then we're also going to go through some around the NRL news there later yeah. on in the show, boys. Um, some big news, and but first, chaps, the big news is that you were at the Rabbitohs press conference, and you had a chat to the great Wayne Bennett. You had an exclusive little chat to him, the great yeah, man, down man. there at the very first captain's run of the year. That's too. right. And let's just have a listen to that now. Right, eh? Check from uh, Johnny Sutton making his debut in the blue shirt, mate. Rabbitohs Radio, buddy. Oh, okay. Uh, Bit of well, a side note. What can we expect from the big fellow, mate? Yeah, no, not, not, not a great deal. He'll be, good. he'll be good for the boys. He'll be yeah. good. He's a good bloke and he'll talk to them good. And Let's hope he doesn't get fined out there, eh? The NRL has tightened oh, up their, their rules out yeah, there, they mate. Have, yeah, It'll be interesting to see how Alan Langer goes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously the club's putting on a bit of a tribute to Sam, mate. Um, the boys will be playing in his honour tonight, um, tomorrow night. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. I mean, he had a huge impact on this club and he still has, so yeah, I'm sure they'll be wanting to play for him as well, but you know, they've got to play for themselves first and foremost. And Steve Maven sends his regards, mate. He yeah, got the big up emoji and, 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 and he put a big smile on his face, mate. Thanks for that. Good luck, Wayne. So what about that? When you started talking to Wayne, he goes, hang on a minute, who are you? 
And you went, <laughs> you said, you said <laughs> well, let me tell you the whole thing anyway. I, I got there and um, Jeremy Monaghan, the. He's a man meaning a man for the Rabbitohs. He runs all the press conferences and whatnot. And a big thank you to Jeremy. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. And he's been trying to show me the ropes down there a bit. He's a good fellow, Jeremy. Uh, Anyway, it was a pretty big scrum. There's about 15 of them, I suppose, down there all set up. Fox He goes, get in there and just... uh, Anyway, I got right in behind. I got my hand in there. (laughs) I ended up bumping into Wayne a few times on my shoulder. You've probably seen my black black phone there. And um, as as he turned around, I go, "Um, mate, you got a minute for us? Yeah. I was a bit intimidated, to be honest. Yeah, he's very intimidating. And that's when he said, <laughs> and he, turned, <laughs> he said, who are you? And you went, oh, it's Rabbitohs Radio. And he I said, what, he, he said, no he's worries. He's pricked up. Yeah. He knew exactly who we were anyway, so yeah. that's a bonus. But well, uh, Now he knows who Chaps is. He, he knows who Mavo is. He does, he does indeed. And the, at the end, I liked it when you said, thanks for that, Wayne. Like, uh, he's, he's your mate. So and he is now. Do I know so, him? I don't know. <laughs> he, he knows. He knows us all now, so... Uh, he's a champion fellow, mate. Yeah, so thanks for that. Uh, you know what? He'd rather Wayne. give us the time because he knows we're only going to talk positively about the Rabbitohs and not them, uh, the media boys who are just trying to dig up a story, a bit of controversy out there. Correct. And, and that might lead into a bit of the... the look, boys, we, we can't brush past um, what's going on in the world right now. Like, I mean, you guys are older than me. Uh, I don't know. If, I've never seen anything like this. Um, like, sport, sport, when you look at it, is... There's a lot of anxiety in society at the moment as you go to the shops. We're looking at each other a bit strangely what we were a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. You, you sort of, I don't know, there's a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety. We don't know what's coming up out there. And the only other time I think we really stopped sports like this in the world was in the 1940s for the Second World War. And I think in the early 1900s when we stopped for the Spanish flu, I think it was. Um, yep. And you know, like sport just takes you away from what you, what you your, your life for two hours and makes you... Yeah. You know, think about a few other things, and is yeah. it only going to get worse? Yeah, I think it might. It's terrible times, and it's it's worrying for everybody. And all we can hope is that we can just ride it out and come through the other side and get back to the way we were. It's going to put a, a lot of people under a lot of pressure. It's going terrible. You've been all over it. And, yeah, you know. and the other thing is they might shut down the NRL, which is the, the will be a disaster. But if it happens, then you know if it means everybody's health and it's for the well-being of the community, we'll have to do it. One thing we can say is that Rabbitohs Radio will still be on every week, whether the footy's on or not. Yeah. So we'll still be here. And and to everyone out there, just stay positive, heads up. And if uh, you know if you're struggling out there, always just pick up the phone and call a friend. And don't yep. don't listen to the news, mate. There's a bit of doom and gloom out there too yep. much. Turn yep. that off and. Listen to Rabbitohs Radio or some other podcasts out there and some nice music. Anyway, yep. okay, let's move let's on. Let's move on to the show. We've got some shout-outs, Mova. We've got the shout-outs brought to you by Export Freight Systems. And the first one is Tommy the Moose on Twitter. Now, Tom is from Bath in England, and he is a huge fan of Sam Burgess. And he's been a Sam Burgess fan since Sam left South and went and played at Bath in the rugby. So he's come, okay. on, the, he's come on a bit late in the piece. But then when Sam came back... Tommy's don't like Bath, do they? <laughs> Apparently not. Are you saying he's a Johnny come lately when it comes to Sam Burgess? He is. A, he's come on the. No. He is. And now, of course but, he's not. And he's followed Sam back to South, and now he's a mad South supporter. So oh, good. Hey, good to have you on board, mate. Tommy the Moose, good on you, mate. On you, Tommy. I tell you what, there's three blokes in this room that are big Sam Burgess fans, aren't we, boys? 100%. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Brownie, you got any shout-outs for well, me? I've got, a, I've got a, a few events that have been cancelled. We promoted them last week oh, on I the show. I thought so, yeah. Everything's been cancelled, Everything's mate. been cancelled. So the mascot disco which was scheduled to take place on Friday night, the Kids Disco, that's been canned. And the Beer, Footy and Food Festival, which was going to be held at Redfern Oval, the, the first uh, first event there 
of, of this kind. On the 2nd of May, it's uh, been put on hold until further notice. That's devastating. Mate, the, the because whole... for the kids, the mascot thing for the kids, the poor kids would have been looking oh. forward to that. But yep. we were really looking forward to the beer festival. So yeah, yeah, let's it's... hope they can reschedule it. Exactly. And it's not only... These events, the the Royal Easter Show, everything's been cancelled. Yeah. So. Hey, Anzac Day's cancelled. Um, I know the NHL, the NBA, the Major League Baseball's been put on hold. WSL Surf and the World Surf League's been put on hold. You know what wasn't on hold today, boys? Rabbitohs Radio. No, no. Besides Rabbitohs Radio. NFL, we already said that, yeah. NFL free agency opened this morning and it went berserk for about oh, 12 hours. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. So just, anyway. just on them events, um, I know the... The disco probably won't go ahead now, but the Beer, Footy and Food Festival, we will keep you updated if there's going to be another round where they're going to hold that, that yeah. event. L- let's hope we get on top of this in a few months and we get back to our normal lives. But yep. um, I've got a couple of shout-outs here, boys. Now, I went out to the game on Saturday and, and I was a bit disappointed in the crowd. Out. I know it was rain and there's a bit of that doom and gloom about the coronavirus yeah. well, and whatnot. Why. But, that's um, why. The crowd was down 6,000-something, wasn't it? That's one of the worst crowds I've ever been to a South game in, in, yep. in my 40-odd years of supporting them. I um, understand why, but... I was out there, the, my members section that I normally sit in there in um, Bay 107. I well, shout out to the boys out there in Bay 107. We we, we got right behind the boys. and, yep. and um, You, Cashy, had, and your old man, Reggie? Well, it's a funny thing, at the end of the game, the bloke sat in front of me for, for 15 years, and I we always have a yak about that. Oh, you know, you know, he's, he's a pretty positive guy. Cashy sits behind. He's pretty negative, be honest, Cashy. <laughs> he's, ready, he's ready to throw the towel in pretty quick. Um, that, you know, but anyway, the bloke in front of me, uh, at the end of the game, I said, look, mate, I'll... I took me pamphlets out for the Rabbitohs radio to nice. share it yeah. around. Yeah. And I said, oh, mate, he goes, mate, I've listened to you since the day one, mate. Oh, how oh, good. good. He goes, have you got good. a sticker? Yep. I don't want one of those. I said, you know what, I'll bring it in next game, but I mean, at the moment, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. But um, yep. we'll get a sticker out there. Shout out to you boys in Bay 107, uh, Row 28, I see it up there. Pretty good seats. We got right dead on the halfway line. And also... And a big mention to the borough as well, who are out there. And oh, they, they, that, yeah. You know what, I looked over there and they, they were singing. They were, yep. they were there. They yeah, didn't jo- miss out. Josh Kemp. And all our friends at the borough. It's tough times. You won't be able to go to the games for a while, but oh. I know you'll be back when the. Oh, the members back are over there on that tunnel side too. I'm opposite the tunnel, yep. but um, anyway, and also we talked about uh, South DJ Lockie Mitchell last week, and obviously you notice him music, but not not until we talk about it like we did last week, boys. And you wouldn't believe it. Halfway through the game, I think it was um, the so-called Paul Gallen replacement in Jack Williams, a bloke from Canberra. Yep, he's coughed it up. Coughed, coughed, he spilt the lollies, and sure enough, they've um, he's cranked up six pistols. I wanna be anarchy. <laughs> I know. Yes. Hey, Lockie, shout out to you, mate. I really enjoyed that. And yeah. also, there's a couple other mistakes, and he threw on a bit of. Why does that come from Russell? Credence yeah. Clearwater Revival. Bit you know? of Credence Clear. Yeah. And when we were running out, he fired it up with some pretty, pretty good rock and roll music and real up tempo stuff. So there you go. So we've got a talented guy. Up in the box playing that music, so now we'll talk about this later on. But we thought Junior Tyler could have been the man of the match. But I, I shout out, I reckon Lockie Mitchell's man of the match for me. From where I was yeah. yeah. you got the three points, Lockie. Shout That's out to it. you, bud. Well done, Lockie. Good on you, mate. So we're going to go now to our first break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Glory, glory, we sing it out strong. Forever we know South Sydney marches on. The others will come and the others will go But deep in our hearts there's something Something we all know Rabbit old you are Doing us proud Listen to the people Can you hear the cheering crowd? 
We've won before, we will do it again Because South Sydney will be there at the end, yeah And Adam Reynolds puts South Sydney on the scoreboard But they give one away And now this could be a problem, this could be a big problem It's 10 in the bin Really wouldn't be the worst result for South at the end of this set. Here's Cook. Here's Low. Low over the top. Campbell Graham. Where was the defence? Graham just plunges over untouched. A wonderful finish for South Sydney in this first half. Oh, that's a bone rattler. Balls come out. Liam Knight with the potential game-turning tackle. And South survived. But what a scare they were given by the Sharks. Welcome back, listeners. Now we're going to do the Sharks recap, brought to you by Rise Foundation. Now, boys, we played, obviously played the Sharks out there. Had a bit of a tight win in the end. Uh, 22 points to 18. The, the Sharks were all over us that last 15 minutes of the game. And we kind of invited them in with a lot of strip penalties and whatnot. And... Um, and, uh, but we did get off to a fair, fair start there, and I thought our middles played pretty well. How'd you see it, boys? Yeah, uh, chaps, we were cruising there at 22-8, weren't we? Um, and then they, they hit back with two quick tries from uh, their winger. Two great tries, actually. One of Jatoa. them was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unbelievable, the, the way they score the tries these days. And obviously that just put them back in the game, and that lifted them, and... And like the caller said, you know, we probably were lucky to get away with it at the end, that, that forward pass to Morris down that left-hand edge. But, look, I, I thought we were the better side on the night. Okay, yeah. I thought uh, Totola had a, had a big game. He, he ran for some big meters. He, he was like a wrecking ball, really, wasn't he? Yeah. What about his first spell, but in particular? I think he ran for about 130 meters in his first spell. Yeah. Well... The game was hard to watch at the end. It was harrowing. You know, we know that feeling of the bunnies trying to hang on. Oh. But we hung on. And you always say, if you don't play your best and you still win, then that's good. I kind and of felt like we are going to hang on, though. I don't know about you. But out there at the game, I don't know what. I just felt like we were going to come up with the answer. Well, that pass at the end, if uh, the former bunny, Connor Tracy, he could have nearly went himself and scored and gave him a kick to win the game. And but he don't usually pass the ball, either, that no. bloke. He's usually a bit of a... <laughs> that was good. A little bit. I was sitting there at work. You're a Rodney Hogan here, eh? I was sitting there at work. I was just <laughs> clapping my hands like... A, but anyway, um, yes, we played good. The forwards, I was thinking the way the forwards were going in the first half with Junior Totola and Liam Knight and Big Tommy taking us forward, I was thinking about my bold prediction and saying, the boys, have a look at this. Well, we're you going text, forward. You text me at half-time about this. <laughs> we're going good. <laughs> they, they all run for big metres. Yep. Um, he, he was similar to uh, Tamalolo. Um, Totola, yep. he was unbelievable. Yep. And I thought, I thought it was a bit disappointing I, he didn't venture in the Dalian points but yeah, they were, uh, we'll, yeah, well, we'll I don't talk what about that a little bit later I don't know what happened there but and the other thing I wanted to mention is that when the three of them came off though it sort of turned a bit and you know we just didn't have as much go forward yeah but uh, look it was only the first round and we, we can improve on that now the other uh, big talking point was Latrell getting replaced now we've heard Wayne Bennett say that it was part of the plan he wanted to give Alex Johnson some game time and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to use Latrell up too much. He wants to ease him into the role. Now, personally, I think I would have left him out there. I think he needs to be out there to get some game time, to get some time in the position. Look at the things he did. He made a mad run back from fullback. Got a standing ovation for that, I think. <laughs> yeah, straight past the lock. Yeah, so he made good metres. Um, he did an offload. He did a nice little kick for a repeat set. 
His defence is great. So he's too good to be on the bench Well, he's going to get there, boys. Yeah. You know the drop ball he had? Have you noticed it was um, the, the boy on Debu, the Maruba boy on Debu, Toby? Yeah. He, he Toby reached around Rudolph. the corner, yeah. uh, Rudolph, reached around the corner with the left hand and punched it out. Had had we had a review left, would have went upstairs. That would have been a turnover. Yep. Mm. Actually, come around and knocked that out. But you know, but you got you got to have a bit of ball security there. I've but, um, I've, uh, I've touched on it before with Latrell. It's going to take time. Uh, these these things. Yeah. He's going from a you know centre to a fullback, which is a high mileage position. You've got to cover a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wayne he indicated that he he took him off. He he didn't want him to make any mistakes and lose a bit of confidence. Uh, yeah. with, with his position, so he had some nice touches. Uh, he didn't have a bad game. Oh uh, no, 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 uh, no way! No. Like I said, he, he come up with a couple of nice, nice kicks in the end goal. So you know he's going to get there. That's right. It's going to take a little bit of time. I, I listened to the the Sunday night NRL podcast. And I, I sent it to to Mavo for a different reason, but yeah. the sound quality was disgraceful. But anyway, yeah. we, we won't go there because no, nobody's radio. radio. No, no, our our sound ours. quality has come good over the years. It's but, gone um, from zero to hero. Our sound anyway, quality. Anyway, they asked Chad Townsend about <laughs> thanks Latrell, to you, Mavo. Latrell no, no Mitchell going off, and you know what would you think of that? And he goes, I, I just thought he was injured. He goes, yeah, he's that good of a player. I thought he's gone off because he's injured. And we sort of rubbed our hands together when yeah. we seen him go off. Yeah, that quarter. Yeah. So that's the other reason. So that's the other thing. You're going to have to look at oppositions. Are going to go. They're taking, taking it. We're taking him off. We're frightened. What of are him. they doing? Yeah. And, and the, like that's the thing. No matter where he plays, he's going to go well. Look, he's that good. Just give him the ball. And fullback's a place where he's going to get the ball a lot. Now Joey Johns on 100% footy was making the argument that he's sticking to that he thinks he's a centre, and that argument's going to going to continue. But the other point that Joey did say, and he was right, is that the Roosters don't win the grand final if Latrell's not playing. Yeah. So yeah, well, you know, I, that's look, how good I, he is. He's he's a he's a difference maker, and like I, I said, but I, I just think he needs to. Hopefully, a, hopefully Wayne increases his minutes as I'm we go forward. I'm a big fan of Latrell, and obviously he's come to the club to play fullback. Very classy. That's what, that's what he wanted to do. Yep. I'm with Joey. I think he's the best centre in the world. Yep. And you know, if it doesn't work out, Wayne will obviously. Notice that if it's not going to work out within a few weeks, and you know, I'm sure he'll have a word to Latrell. But he's come here to play fullback, he's doing a lot of work, and like I said, it's going to take a little bit of time, but eventually he'll get there. Look, he's played a lot of different positions, he's played wing in first grade, center, fullback, 5'8. He's only a kid. I think if he gets enough time at fullback, now I don't care what anyone else out there says, he's got that much talent, he won't be like a, um, a Billy Slater or a you know, Tedesco. He'll be a different style of fullback. He'll be someone who'll inject himself at certain times of the game yep. and he'll blow you apart. You know, exactly. that's what, he's not going to be a high energy guy that's going to run 15Ks a game like Tedesco. They brought out some stats saying he runs yep. between 13 and 15Ks a game. He's not going to be that style of player. GI probably wasn't that style of player, but I noticed GI when he was fullback, he would take a little bit of pressure off his forwards at times when he needed to. And Latrell will eventually work into that role. Like, like you said, I think. Uh, well, last year, at our, the, our wingers have got to take a bit more pressure off our forwards as well. At times. Well, that's another I, thing I, I made the point. I thought there was times of. where we couldn't get out of our own end a few times. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think our backs need to come in and help the forwards out just a little bit more. Come in and scoot from dummy half, have those first couple of hit ups, and help our forwards out because there's a lot of pressure on our forwards to perform. And let's hope that the you know the backs can get back and give them a well, bit. Well, last more year Latrell played a game at the SCG, I think it was, and he he scored a ten. Out of ten, rating. against the Tigers. Yeah. Against the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. on that day, he played centre. He played centre. I think he only touched the ball about ten times. He drove a mat. Well, that's the sort ten of fullback times, that he can be. And he got a ten rating. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's right. He's not a. He's not, he doesn't inject himself all over the place. Yep. No. 
Only little parts. But those 10 times were quality. They were all quality. Boys, yeah. Adam Reynolds, first game as the captain running out in a, in a regular season game. I, th- I thought he played really well. Yeah, so did I. He got the timing wrong on that right side that one of the first times we got down there. But I, don't, I didn't see a blemish in his game for no. the rest of it. I think no. him and Cody, um, they combined well. They were very crafty. Yep. The right-hand side looked actually better than the left. Yeah. I know we singled out the left side in the preview last week. But for mine, I thought... Going back and look at the replay on Sunday, I went over and did a review myself. I actually thought the right side played better than the left. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought their kicking game. And, and I'll tell you why. Because it wasn't just Reynolds. Because as I said, Cody skipped over that side a lot. I thought Jaden Sewell looks like a different player, boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know about you. He looks he looks fitter, looks stronger. He's got a little bit of that. There was one time where he his first confidence. couple of steps got him on the outside a few times. Yeah, he did. And I noticed one thing in the captain's run. He stayed back and did extras with the great John Sutton, right? Mm. And some of it was footwork, mm. right? When you're in defence, not only in attack, but in defence. Mm. They sat there and did about 20 minutes together individually, and all John did was talk, and all he did was sit back and listen, Sewer. Yeah. Now, what, 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 a good, um, what a good mentor. Good mentor. For a guy like that's well, round that's one. Yeah. You think about what Sewer could be like in well, round 20. Well, that's it. He's growing in confidence, and it's, it's noticeable already. So let's give him a bit more time, and he should improve a bit more. Now, just on Adam Reynolds, you mentioned that before. We played yeah. the audio at the okay. top of the show of him scoring that try, and I just thought... How good is it that we had him on the podcast last week? It's his first game as captain, and he scores the first try for the season for the Bunnies right under the sticks and converts. So, Renault, good on you're you, a Renault. champion, mate. It's a good start. We're winning. Let's keep it up. Well, you know what? Alan Jones has been named at hooker this week, so he might have a big game against the Broncos. He's our guest this week. But anyway, no, 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 no we'll move on there. But That's AJ. Which wanna, AJ are we talking I want to single out another bloke who got a mention on the show last week because he, he was a bit of a surprise inclusion. Um, Jame Sele. Now, he came on when, when the big three went off. When I say the big three, I mean Tom Burgess, Liam Knight, and Totola went off. And they brought on Ethan Lowe, who I thought played well. Yep. Done some nice touches. Obviously, set up a try, scored a try. Scored a try picked, yeah. picked it off his um, shoelaces for that try off the Cody Walker kick, kick yeah. off a of ricochet. Yeah. And Nichols', Nichols defence is really good. Yeah. Probably not the ball carrier that Sele is. Sele did some really good... Really big hit-ups when we needed them. He also had a strip in the middle of the game. And also, the try that I just mentioned then where Ethan Lowe scored, the previous play the ball was a sell big hit-up and a quick play the ball. Quick play the ball. We got that quick. We got him on the back foot. There you go. If you have a look at that. The little things. The little things, mate. Yes. Sell could be a little a little piece that no one thought about in the puzzle. Yep. Train and trial guy. Played for, what, what was the story? He was yeah. getting paid 1000 a week to hang around and train. Mm. He's won an NRL contract. Good and, luck and to the kid. And we, t- and we touched on the uh, the quick play the balls that were going to be missed by Cameron Murray in the middle of the field. And there's Hamay Sele doing one as well. Bingo. Having a quick hit. Uh, and quick and, and you noticed um, when the when the big three went off first, the, the, the front rowers, the middle three, who jumped in? Cam Murray jumped in the middle and, and, and tried to get things going in the middle there. Yes, he did. He went off. A night come back on that, so they're going to try and fiddle around that rotation a fair bit, I think, boys. Um, all in all, th- boys, a, a good performance. Yeah, but Co- I thought yep. well, I'm not going to move on for that one. I thought Cody Walker's kicking game on that left hand side w- was a bit of a standout there. Couple, one bomb he did early in the game, it landed a meter inside, bounced back. He was practicing all that at that captain's run, yeah. and, and all those little small grubby yep. kicks. And that's the, his kicking game's going good. Adams obviously is great. And then if you throw Latrell's in there in the mix when he got that repeat set, like he's a big guy and he's just got that touch with the boot, we can add that extra bit of attacking dimension to us. It's great Left for side, us. If you've you got three, right. three kickers in the side, well, it's only going to add value to to the team. And in the you coverage, I mean? they also said we had the most forced dropouts in the NRL last year, 69 yes. forced dropouts, boys. They did. And 
and he, and he singled out Katie Walker as, as someone that helps out with that a fair bit. Uh, he also, did he do that long kick? We forced three-line drop, yes. three dropouts. Um, yeah, Katie did that uh, long that. kick, that important one that... Yeah, and and Braden Burns went down, pinned him in, and yeah. then we scored off the Ethan low over the top to Campbell Graham in the yes. corner, boys. That there was, you go. Uh, boys, just a little little touch one on the Sharks. I thought Sean Johnson come into his own a little bit there, the back end of the game when they had a lot of ball. And that young Blake, Blake Braley, is it? Uh, he yeah, had a baby um, face. I thought, he, I thought he stood out a bit. He did yeah, well. He did. He's got a little Good luck player. to the kid. Um, and I, the other thing I had written down there is I thought the Sharks had enough ball to win two games there, boys, in that final 15. Well, they did, and they like we just touched on before, they, they nearly got over the line. It was only for a forward pass. We're going to go to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. On uh, Friday, last Friday, we were fortunate enough to be invited down to the, the juniors by Keith and the board to the Alan Jones broadcast. And we we're lucky enough to have a chat with him briefly. Here it is. We are fortunate enough to be joined by Australia's number one broadcaster, Alan Jones. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate. Mate, I'm, this is a bit of competition for me, for God's sake. Yeah, Rabbitohs Radio. Ah, no, we're not in competition to you, mate. We're, we're a podcast, you're a live radio show. So, mate, um, where are you from and what was it like growing up there? Well, I'm from Western Queensland. It was drought. My parents had no money and we never had a holiday together. So, I don't want anyone giving me a lecture on poverty. We've been to all of that. No, it was tough times. And I, that's why here, when we see the drought here, I know what this is about. I mean, it was different then, though, because, and I think it's different for all businesses now. I mean, you knew the bank manager then, and my father knew that if he went to the local bank manager, they knew Charlie Jones would pay his money back. So actually, you survived on bank debt. Now, of course, the farmer finds that his bank manager's in Martin Place or Collins Street, Melbourne. He doesn't know him. He doesn't know who he is. He's got no contact. And they just look at the lines and they say, oh, you want too much money, you can't have it, and the bloke goes out the door. So in many ways, while the drought was as bad as it is now, access to banks and those sorts of things were much more personal. The bank manager was part of your community. Alan, uh, was it a dairy farm that you grew up on? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned your dad, Charlie, there. I believe you and him had a connection to the Rabbitohs uh, as a young man. That's absolutely right, yeah. When... Um, when I came to work in Sydney, he loved the races, so I'd bring him down to see the... He loved the Doncaster and the Sydney Cup, which is, of course, at Easter. But he loved the Rabbitohs. And we would go out and they'd train out here. Clive Churchill was coaching them. I mean, anyone could walk in, as you know, at, 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 the, at the Oval on Tuesday, Wednesday night. And we'd sit up there in the outer and just watch them train. And I remember he loved that great big Bernie Lowther. Remember Bernie Lowther? Big, powerful centre of New Zealand import. Dad loved him. So he, that was to be a highlight. He'd just come and watch South's train. And, and Churchill, as you know, was a sort of a very quiet. He didn't say much, Churchill, and he, they seemed to know what they were doing. And he, and he loved it, yeah. Oh, great stuff. Mate, we'll fast forward to uh, 1993, where you were involved with, with the Mighty South Sydney Club. How did that come about? Well, that's an interesting story. I mean, basically, after Balmain, I, had, I didn't have the time to continue any kind of involvement. 
And George and Terry Parker came and said, look, you know, we're out the door here. They had no money. And they were very difficult times for the club and no players. And George persuaded, and I thought, God, I was thinking of my father, and I thought, you just can't let this thing go under. So I said, righto, and we had to find some dough. So I knew that Kerry Packer was a, you know, a real South supporter. And I went to see him, and I, told, I said, how much? He said, oh, how much do you need? No better man to Nah, snip was snip. <laughs> and you know, he's a great fellow. I said it was 750000 and he wrote the check out for seven hundred and fifty. And then um, I brought across Ken Shine because we'd been working together at at, uh, at Balmain. And I've, to this day, I've got no idea how it happened, but we had, they had a midweek, uh, a pre-season competition. Yeah. I don't know what it was called at the time. Cup, Something like this, cup. but there was a lot of money to, to win it. And I think... Basically, the win about five hundred thousand, and round by round we continued to win. Well, firstly we had to get the players, so this was a nightmare getting players to come to the club. But we eventually somehow got players. I took a lot of young kids, people like Tyron Smith. I paid two thousand dollars. Yeah, Tyron. Yeah. Tyron Smith. Yeah. I remember that two thousand dollars. He thought he was on a fortune, and we had some good players: Daryl Trindle, Stade, Craig Field, and those people. Well, we nearly killed ourselves because we went for one of the, I think it was the quarterfinal or the semifinal at Gunnedah. And the plane, it was a terrible wind and a storm up there. And the poor old, uh, what was his name? Paul Mellor. What a good player. Young, another 18, 17. Yeah, Yeah. 18, 17 it was. He was sick. He vomited all over the plane. And you could see this plane just swaying around. We thought, Christ, they're not going to get here. So we did. Anyway, someone, I don't know who we played there, and we beat them. So we're in the final against the Broncos at Narandra, way down there near the Riverina. And, we I mean, the boys were up for it. We needed the money. And I kept on saying, listen, we've got to have the dough here. <laughs> well, we played phenomenal, but they led all the way, the Broncos. And... In the what seemed like the hundred and first minute, Craig Field has scored beside the posts, and we've won the preseason. Never mind about the preseason; we got the money. So that really gave us a bit of a a bit of a foundation to go on, and of course, it made us a, an attractive proposition for players to come. and And so that's how we really rebuilt the club from there until such time as they tried to run us out. Yes, well, we're just going to mention that. So in uh, I think it was around two thousand, you had a lot to do with helping South in the fight back. And could you just tell us the passion you showed there for getting the bunnies back in the comp? Well, the whole thing was a disgrace, wasn't it? I mean, it was a disgrace. I mean, here was the oldest club in the competition. And they had these, these what I call sort of fictitious rules about you had to have a dressing room to do this and you had to have a ground to do that. And we argued, George and I and a few of them, and Norm is here with us, Norm Lipson. This is their own criteria. Well, they just made it all up in order to exclude us. And so at the end of the day, what do you do? Do you fight on or not? And we said, yes, we'd fight. We thought we had nothing to fight with until such time as we realised out there in, in uh, you know, in Struggle Street, they came in their thousands. Yeah. And it was an overwhelming response. The public were on our side, but were the courts going to be on our side? Eventually, they were. But, the, you know, it was still unjust. There was no compensation paid to us by these people who were just bullies and tried to run us out of the run us out of the competition, and it cost the, the, the club a lot. But you know we've rebuilt since then, and of course they've had they've had a, a, a lot of success. It, it, they were they were very very difficult. And Nolene Piggins, I mean she had people searching in a rubbish bin. Yeah. Uh, the, the the malicious things that were said 
about people like George and, and me, but I mean, I couldn't care less. I was used to it. But they, they went after us and thought that they could intimidate us and my personal attacks could sort of win the day. But we prevailed and now all that nonsense is gone, thank God. Um, no club met the criteria that these fools uh, set up. And of course, they said it was going to go international. Remember, we're going to play rugby league in, in America and we're going to play rugby league in Paris and all that sort of was. Look, rugby league is essentially a little a regional communal outfit you know people belong to manly and people belong to campbelltown people belong to south and unless if you just if you remove that tribal element from it you're in trouble and that's where the transfer system i think cost the game a lot so that people who were identified with south or identified with manly suddenly next year they're playing for someone else and people thought, God, I don't know quite where. And today we've got this problem about jerseys. I mean, the kids say love Souths. So mum and dad don't have a lot of money. They go and get the little eight-year-old of South jersey, wears it like this. Well, next year they change the jersey. Change the jersey yeah. I mean, families can't afford this. No, right. You know, the jersey should be the jersey. Yeah. Mate, uh, tough times don't last. Tough people do. And uh, that's what one thing the Rabbitohs are. Mate, we had Adam Reynolds on the show yesterday. Uh, he's very positive about the season. What are your thoughts on 2020 for the Mighty Rabbitohs? Oh, I think they've got a very strong, uh, very strong lineup. Uh, but but look, you two blokes know this. I mean, it's it, it's tough to win a game. Never mind going on about winning fifteen games. It's tough to win a game. So you know, it's a grand final every week, and unfortunately, it depends on injuries, doesn't it? I mean, if you lose a couple of your good players, suddenly you're in strife. Now. South should be contenders for the prize at the end of the season. But it just depends. Then you've got, of course, stupid refereeing decisions, which they don't worry about, but they just oh, the try wasn't a try. Well, it's on the scoreboard, it's a damn try, and they've lost two points, and at the end of the season it might count. So there are a lot of variables in all of this. But all you can say is South will be well coached. They'll have as good a side as anybody else. But then you've got to respect that the other bloke wants to win too. You're playing, you're playing somebody who wants to win as much as you do. And that's what's the good thing about it. I mean, they try to get rid of Greenberg. I mean, look at the competition we've got. Every year at the end of the year, you don't know who the last eight are. Mm, that's right. There's always 10 teams competing yeah. for the last eight. So it's a terrific competition. It stays tribal. It's in business. Tries to change what's good. You get into trouble. Thanks for joining us, on. Thank you, mate. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio, listeners. We've got... Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors. Well, boys, what about that? To get one of the biggest breakfast radio stars in, in probably Australian broadcasting history. His ratings are through the roof, Alan. Uh, I know he, he rakes them in day in, day out, but um, how the hell did you get that interview, boys? Well, we were lucky. Our people spoke to his people. Our people being Normie Lipson, who's a good mate of ours, and he's a good mate of Alan. And okay. They teed it up, and then we went for morning tea after the broadcast, and we're sort of sit- sitting there, and me and Brownie were sort of hovering, thinking, what are we, when are we going to talk to him? What's going to happen? And we worked it out that we waited till the morning tea was over. We walked outside, and then we, we hit him up, and he was good. He gave us a good chat. There was some stuff in there, like you said, that was real interesting. Yeah, well, he was a passionate South supporter. So, um, as you heard, his dad was a... A South supporter, and uh, we're fortunate enough that you know. He, well, I didn't he, know that either. That's another part of yeah. it. I didn't no, know. no, and the Paul yeah. Mellor vomiting on the plane, and oh. and what about the seven fifty off uh, Packer? Yeah, yeah. All, 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 not only that, we'll just a what a snip. We had to win to sort of keep the, keep their heads above water, sort of yeah. thing. That that challenge, yeah. challenge cut against the hot Broncos side. They led the. I remember the yeah. game. I know. Yeah. We celebrated yeah. at the Chapel House like we won the GF. Yeah, and Fieldsy season uh, cup. Was it Fieldsy scored next to the post? Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that. that 
that he didn't mention in the interview was that he got AMP to wipe the debt on the Leagues Club. So that helped the Rabbitohs survive. But also, we had a big day at the Juniors. After we did the interview, we thought we'll have a look around. And we've posted this video on our YouTube channel and Facebook and Insta if you want to go and have a look. But, Brownie, we had a pretty good day. Yeah, we did. We, uh, we, we, we know the Juniors quite well, but we took everyone on a tour. We went down to the Junior League office, had a chat with Luke Curry. And Tony Henderson, who's been a Rabbitoh himself for 40 years, uh, went up to the gym, had a look around. Went in the steam room. We I interviewed you in the steam room. Just a quick one, boy. <laughs> what was the whole day about? Why were they having a day there? Well, it's about the juniors suffering from the light rail construction. It's dragged on forever. They've lost all this business. They're losing so much money, and it continues to this day because the light rail still isn't open. Yeah, it was supposed to start a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They had a, an event down there with Ray Hadley the week before. Yep. And then Alan Jones last Friday. And the tram is still not meeting its criteria. Yep. I suppose running backwards and forwards, getting to the places on time. And, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but hopefully it'll be open in the next few weeks. And so, just yeah. one other thing that um, I, mean, I did watch a video on one. I listened to the interview with... Um, the boys, um, Henry Morris, Morris and all yeah, that. Yeah, the great and, um, man. Originally, shout out to Henry Morris. Let's, Thanks, do, a bit of, let's do a bit of history. On. Originally, there was no train stop at South Junior. It's just going to be a parking where they park the trams, right? Yes. And Alan and Henry contacted Alan to see if he could sort of raise the concerns a little bit of the the members and the people in the area because they weren't going to get a benefit out of it. And in the end, because of Alan's got so many. Um, listeners and whatnot and a bit yep. of influence in, in, in a lot of high places. Guess what? There's a train stop banging out the front of the joint, in there, boys? That's right. Yeah, exactly right. And, and they, so, didn't, they didn't want to call it the juniors. No, they wanted to call it nine ways. The nine ways. And that's what they said. So, yes, we had 2GB there and Alan and, and Ray Hadley to tell people that the juniors is open for business. We need you to go back there and support them. We need you to go and eat food there, work out, go and have a drink. The shows it, are still on. The shows are still on. And the other th- and, and it the, is one the, of the most affordable places to go to. It's affordable. If you're a member, you get a lot of discounts um, through the bar area, all yep. the restaurants, yep. the gymnasium. The, the, given, boys, the, the gym is unbelievable. The gym's a, it's a great gym and it's cheap. And they've got a swimming pool and a steam room. But also, they're giving away a car. And the other big thing is that they've got their car spaces back now. So the, the old markets to the side has been given to them as a car So it's a Hyundai i30, isn't it? Is that what it is? Hyundai the car they're giving away? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an Audi. That's it's an, an Audi. An Audi. <laughs> so Geez, they're going all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, to okay. wrap it up, the Juniors is open for business. They've got plenty of parking spaces there now. The, the light rail will be open soon. Hang on, boys. You, you, you skipped over that um, lunch you had there at Pinocchio's. Um, what did you end up digging into there? It looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, how good was on that? On the video. Yeah, we had a great food at Pinocchio's, and we were guests of... Board member Pete Ramsey, what a great bloke he is, Brownie. Yeah, he's a legend, mate. Um, we, we had a great day up there, uh, supported by all the board members, and yeah, finished off with a, a nice meal at Pinocchio's. Yep, uh, with Pete, we, we had a good time there. I had the scallops, and the steak Diane medium it was real thick, juicy, beautiful. So yeah, <laughs> Pete, Pete's a good bloke, and he always beautiful. So much. Hey, so he's been a big. Hey, not not only Pete, but but all the South board members have been a big. Big supporter of the show. It's the only reason we can yep. bring it to you listeners every week. Yep. And, boys. Yeah. And Pete's always talking about his son, Mick, who's a big oh, fan Mick. of the show. I went to, I went to go to school with Mick, too. Mick's good. And, and there he's, he's, a good, he's a good cricketer, too, Mick, when he was young. Yeah, right. And he's a proud grandfather, Pete. He shows me photos of his grandson, who's a good little footy player, too. Uh, apparently, he's pretty good, on, pretty good on, the, on the horses, too, Mick, up there in Brisbane. Yes, he is. So he might be the man to get the tips off. Boys, we're going to get into a little bit of halfway stuff now. Now, 
Now, the boys, the young boys, the 16-year-olds, the Harold Matts had a game on the weekend, and they played the Bears. Got off to a bit of a hot start, and ended up getting run down by the Bears. So, um, normally the Bears are uh, easy pickings out there, but um, the boys had a bit of a slip up there. And uh, they are a very young side, that Harold Matthews side. And um, Boys, keep sticking at it, but um, I don't think we'll get there in the end. Now, the SG ball played the Perth Pirates, and they had a, a slight win. One on the bell, 57-0. Oh. No, there wasn't much in it. But uh, And I had a look at the highlights there. I seen them, um, I wasn't at the game, but I, I looked at the highlights there on New South Wales Rugby League. You can jump on there and have a look at the extended highlights of the entire SG ball round there, the whole, whole match round. And I'll tell you what, the blokes we mentioned last week, they kicked off, right? David Mwali runs through three blokes. Yeah. The winger comes across to get it. He palms off the winger, passes it inside to Evan Manning, who then beats the fullback. This is, a, this is a length of the field try. Scores under the post. Nice. The two blokes we mentioned last week, boys. You wouldn't believe it. There you go. Well, we're good judges here. Uh, we are. And we are. Um, looking at the highlights, they scored a couple of good tries. The left winger scored a couple there. Uh, congratulations to the SG ball side. Let's hope they can get. Um, let's hope they can get the competition going at some stage. But I think it's. I think they're going on hold. Chaps, oh, they the are. The SG ball yep. on the mats at yep. this stage. Yeah. But the other competitions that we're going to speak about right now. Uh, obviously, we had Shane Manning, Shane Manning on um, last week to chat about the women's pre-season and their upcoming season, the Harvey Norman women's team. And he did say some areas were a strong side. They started all right. They just got away, got away with it at the end, 18-4 at the end. But, um, yeah, the girls put in a, a pretty gallant effort. Never, st- never stopped trying till the end. Boys. Yeah, and just talking about the girls, we posted a video of the handing out the jersey oh, ceremony, wow. and it was very emotional. What about the pride they showed in the jersey? Cody and mate, they've the, got so much pride Nelly. in the jersey boys. I'm, Co- I, mate, yeah, I, I, so good. And Cody walked in a tear. Kid. I'll be honest with you. I, yeah, that was emotional mate, stuff going it's on. It's very hard. It'd be hard to watch that without shedding a tear. You, you, yeah. It's a, it's an emotional video. And like I said, Cody and the kids came in and gave Nelly Nelly the, her jersey, and then oh, a couple yeah. of the other girls. When what the about fu- the other girl the, that he mentioned from Port Macquarie, the recruit? I think it was Alyssa or something like from Port Macquarie. Yeah. Her father come in and yeah. spoke about how hard she'd worked, and yeah, you know, yeah he's, do, he's doing a good job uh, doing down there, and yeah. he's showing his passion. And like we spoke to Evan last week, uh, Dean is a, is a great man for the job, and, and yeah, uh, good luck to him for the rest of the season. And just on jersey presentations, we just mentioned bef- uh, we're talking about before that. Sam Burgess presented Latrell with his jersey, uh, so that was another big moment for uh, Latrell. I'm sure he yeah, would have been proud yeah, of I that. Saw that. So, yeah. Yeah. also Harmo Sello got the jersey presented as well. Like he was obviously the oh, first time yeah. he played for the Rabbitohs. He was yeah. in that same video. Yeah. yeah no? So one, uh, what, oh, they did say the number, but what's your uh, Rabbitoh number, Brownie? Seven seven four. Seven seven four. Yeah. Well, I'm what's seven, Well, I'm seven five seven. Yeah, a little bit. So little bit before, and, and look, a little bit I older than me. Look, I'm, I'm very proud of that, and I. And that's the reason I asked Brownie that because I wanted to say mine. But look. I don't know if he's know, wiser, but he's older. Huh? <laughs> Believe it or that. I'm very proud of that. So we're going to move on to the flag. Larger. The jersey. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he is a bit larger. Yeah, I am a bit. Hey, you just got him on a bad angle, mate. You're talking about me that's head, why I told head, him to wear, That's why I told him to wear black tonight. Huh? Anyway. It's very slimming. Black's very slimming. But um, the jersey flag side were down 18 blot out there at Metricon Stadium on Sunday and fought back to a dramatic 30 all as time expired. Lachlan Elias who was the star of the match, apparently. He actually no brain. Second time in two weeks. Second time in two weeks. Lachlan Elias was a recruit with um, Joseph Suwali at the start of last year. Right. Now, he was a rugby recruit, played for the Australian schoolboys. He played in uh, also Australian Sevens youth team, travelled the world. He played for New South Wales as a rugby um, player as a 16-year-old, did a bit of background on him. 
He was also a Tigers junior. We, we ripped him off for Tigers. A bit yeah. like we did with um, uh, Adam Dewey. Yeah. Who sort of come from the same, same pedigree same over there. A big future. He scored two tries, kicked the winning goal after the siren. And you can look on... You can look on our on our Facebook uh, the Facebook page of the South Sydney Junior Rugby League page. If you have a look there, you got uh, Barry James. They get hold of it, yep. and um, and Chris. They done a great job, and they videoed that kick. And it was I'm telling you, it was right out on the sideline. Yeah. And you know oh, the wind. Really? Was, you know the wind that was blowing on was Sunday. About forty out as well. Wow. And I was about about twenty five thirty out. He's nailed it I from the sideline to win this game. I didn't know. They that. went berserk. The video. Wow. Oh, I, I imagine it was just an easy kick that he oh, no, slotted it over. On, it was on the sideline. Yeah. So, uh, fantastic get from the boys. There's um, a couple of other guys that scored doubles in there, wasn't it? Uh, Talis yeah. Njianga, I yeah, have a yeah. get it right. He's a bench, bench forward who and, played well, yeah. And Zane Birak. Yeah, yeah, he, he played well as well. And, and, and CJ yeah, Mundine had some good touches. The bloke who played well, remember I mentioned, I said he was jumping number 14 last week, Chase um, Robinson. Yep. Guess what, he's in the starting sign. He turned the match. He came on at 18-0. He set up two tries, went absolutely berserk. Chase Robinson's one to watch. And I did another little background on him. He went to uh, Maris Pager as well, same as Ben Decker. Yep. Our guest on later on for um, Behind Enemy Lines. Yep. And we've pinched another one off the Roosters, boys, and he looks like a star. Chase Robinson. Beautiful. Chase Robinson. All right, so the Canterbury Cup, they had a 32-12 to 12 loss, and it's a bit devastating. We had high hopes for them, but they started well too. Blake Taff, who's been on the show. Scored, scored the first scored try. Scored the yeah. first try. Kick, footwork, yeah. Kicked the goal from the sideline, I think, as well. But then uh, Billy McGullius, one of your boys, Brownie, mascot junior. Yeah, well, we've spoken about Billy on the show many a times before, and I'm a big fan of Billy's. I uh, had a little bit to do with him coming through his junior development with the uh, mascot Jets. Just a footballer, isn't he, Brownie? Yeah, he's a great. He loves playing footy, and we've all seen that over the last 12 months when he yeah. won the grand final for the. The Newtown Jets. Hey, there's not many players out there in a field with 26 players out there that wants the ball and the game's on the line, and he's one of them. Yeah, he's done it twice. Two <laughs> weeks in two <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's unbelievable what he did. Yeah, yeah. two weeks in a row. And, um, yeah, no, he's a good kid, Billy. Yeah. And also, Keon Kalamatungi apparently had some good runs. Played 80 minutes. Yep. And just as, just what made me remember that we didn't say earlier in the show was that song that I've put on our YouTube channel, Rabbitoh. Rabbit oh, you're doing us proud. <laughs> so anyway, Keon's in that. And if you haven't seen that, head to our YouTube channel, have a look on our Facebook. It's a good song. And we've been playing little bits of it in the breaks. The other thing is the worry is with the Canterbury Cup and the flag, they're supposed to be going ahead at the moment. But as things develop, we're hearing that they may be cancelled as well. well. So this might be our last part. you notice, they didn't actually name a side this week. They're saying they're a 34-man yeah. squad in quarantine. Yeah. So they can sort of... Yeah. As the week develops and they see what happens, they're going to, you know, yeah, who knows who they're going to take the Brisbane with them. You're not going to yeah. take like, too many players up there just to... It doesn't sound you good. You want to isolate them, I mean... It doesn't sound good. No. Uh, we're going to talk about... I mean, t- I just want to get back to that game. I went through a couple of the stats and yeah, um, a bloke who's had it, not a lot of luck, but come off the bench, Kurt Dillon, ran for over 100 metres. We, we want to see it. And he's got a bit of size too. Yeah. And the other bloke, Kai Rodwell, has come back from a pretty severe injury. He played out. He played about fifty odd minutes there and, and knocked out about hundred meters as well. So good to see guys. I know it's early days. The result doesn't look great on paper. Yep. But apparently we bombed a few tries and we were a bit out muscled in, in size yeah. wise. Well, they won the comp last year. That oh uh, yeah, Billy two Mag- comps. Billy Magulius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two, two comps. comps. The, and with yeah. two freakish kicks from Billy Magulius, and he's come out and, and just taken off where he left off. So no, well, he, he was a, he was junior, man. Mascot Junior ran for nearly two hundred yards. That uh, is it, Lolo. Yeah, Wesley Lola. Wesley Lola. <laughs> he had a big game. Yeah. For yeah. them. 
Anyway, yeah, we might have to get him back. There's a few What's mascot juniors. You got his number? You got his number, Brent? Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll give him a ring. Yeah, 2020. And Tom Amone had a, 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 a bent the line a fair bit too, apparently, um, from all reports out there, boys. Um, all right, we'll go to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio. Radio. Since 1962, NG Farrah has exemplified a steadfast commitment to service, creativity and hard work. Established from humble beginnings and still independently owned today, the business has grown to three offices that are strategically located to provide you with the most comprehensive real estate coverage in the southeastern region of Sydney. Combining the strict principles of practice and old-fashioned family values, an ability to adapt and grow with the ever-changing markets and a willingness to embrace technology. NG Farrah have forged an enviable reputation for consistently delivering outstanding results. Rabbitohs Radio is proud of their association with Rise Foundation Australia. Reach out, speak up, educate, don't give up, burn brightly, be exceptional, rise. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. Now we're going to go behind enemy lines. And on the line we have a passionate Broncos supporter and a former Rabbitoh in Ben Decker. Yeah, Dex, our mate. He's a star on Mavo's golf blog. If you want to go and check him out hitting some balls. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's a good he, player. He was too. a real star junior. I, 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 he was about my age. I think he was a couple of years younger than me. But he, I knew I knew of him before I actually knew him. Yep. I ended up working with him years later. But, um, yeah, he was a real star and um, wasn't too far away from first cut, I believe. How's he hit him? He hits a really good ball. And apart from that, He's always laughing and happy, so he's that sort of bloke. He's a good bloke. Yeah, no, he's a good fella, Ben. Uh, here he is now. Okay, we've got Ben Decker on the line, former Rabbitoh. Welcome to Rabbitoh's Radio. Thanks, mate. Thanks, chaps. Good to be on. Hello, no Dex. Mate. Welcome. Hello, boys. So you're a big Broncos fan, obviously, mate. How far does that go back, the, the Broncos supportership, mate? Grew up in uh, Brizzy till I was about 11, and uh, all my uncles educated me when I was a young fella on being a Queenslander and a Bronco so it's sort of in my DNA I guess you didn't have a choice eh so how did yeah. you end up down here mate and you ended up going to I think Morris Brothers Pagewood yeah uh, my old man was in the army and uh, he got posted to Sydney so when I was 11 um, we moved to Maroubra and uh, yeah that's what happened and then I started playing for the Maroubra Lions when I was about 12. Dex, uh, Brownie, mate, who were some of the players that you come through playing alongside that, uh, that went on to bigger things? I guess when I was a young fella at, in President's Cup and, and that sort of thing, I played with Shannon Donardo and Pete Driscoll. Mark McGora was there in reserve grade yep. at the time. So um, none, none of the boys that, that were in our uh, junior rep side, we, we got a sprinkling of grade games but no one really kicked on like they should have I guess mm. so I suppose you've got a bit of a soft spot for the bunnies then mate I do I do have a soft spot for the bunnies I loved wearing the red and green when I came down and started playing rugby league that's basically all I wanted to do was pull on that jumper and play for the bunnies okay so we play the Broncos on Friday night and this is behind yep. enemy lines so can you tell us how the Broncos are going to beat us on Friday night Mate, I'm hoping our young forward pack can get on the back of Jake Turpin and um, take you guys on up the middle. 
I think we're uh, young and fit enough to do that with Payne Haas up front and um, yeah, just and then get on the back of uh, Brady Croft's kicking game and um, see what happens. Yeah. Well, Dex, it certainly worked in in round one, mate. Then forwards were outstanding. Uh, you're going to be missing one this week. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the Broncos. I actually. We discussed it a lot last year because I was on them to win the comp, and and uh, every week the, we're getting disappointed. But they've certainly certainly turned it around this year, and they're looking the goods, uh, mate. What what does it mean to you to try and win the comp again this year, mate? I was there in 2015, and um, when you're not playing, and you get to go and watch your uh, your team playing a GF and support them and have a few beers, it's always good. Uh, you guys would have uh, experienced that in 14, I think. Yep, we did. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. But, um, yeah, the Broncos are crying out for some success. They haven't had it for a while, so uh, it, it would be nice. Now, the Broncos are obviously starting in 89, one of the most successful teams since 89, winning, winning seven premierships. Mate, which one stands out to you? Because I know my father took me out to the two premierships in a row there against the Dragons I think it was 92-93 and I'll, I'll never ever forget that try that Renouf scored from a set piece from a scrum where he outran Ricky Walford and the likes mate um, what's your favourite grand final memory from the Broncos mate mate, I have to agree with you my mum took me out to that grand final and my Broncos jumper on and um, yeah I'll never forget that day it was unbelievable I uh, sat sat in the front row behind the goalpost uh, at the Paddington end and uh, yeah, I won't forget it. That was that was that was one of the best the best grand finals for the Bronx. I think breaking through for their first one. That was a, a memorable try, mate. One of the one of the all time great grand final tries, mate. Now they've obviously had a, a number of internationals, and I think in '99, I think they had 11 internationals um, and 11 Australian players at the time that either played yeah. for them or or played from uh, that year. Who's the best Brisbane Broncos player in your mind of all time? It's a tough decision. Mate, my uh, my all-time favourite. I love watching him play, and he uh, dominated in two positions at state and at test level. And uh, it's got to be Darren Lockyer. Yeah, what a player! I love, yeah, love love watching what he did on the football field. He was unreal. Such a winner, wasn't he? Yeah, Dex. He, he was one of them players that made that transition, and um, we, we're going through that at this point of time now with uh, our number one, uh, Latrell Mitchell. Um, yep. Mate, who who are the South players that you fear this week? Mate, um, he's a little bit underrated and he sort of came of age, I think, last year for you guys. Um, and he's played good in the trials and he played good last week against the Sharks. And that was Liam Knight. A lot of good offloads, a lot of, lot of hard metres. Uh, yeah, he impressed me last week. But um, also Adam Reynolds' kicking game, mate, it's always spot on. He always gets repeat sets. So, yeah, but uh, I'd put Liam Knight at the top at the moment. Yep. Okay. Now, before we let you go, have you got any South stories you might be able to uh, let us in on, mate? Probably one of the most eye-opening ones for me as a young fella. I sat on the bench for first grade against the Warriors over there in uh, 96. And I watched Julian O'Neill have about three darts at half time. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, while Ken Sean was talking about what we needed to do to go out and win, I couldn't believe it. Just watching him puffing away on Siggy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and playing the monster warrior pack over there as well. Yeah. So, yeah Ken, was, Ken Sean gets a couple of mentions on this episode of Rabbitohs Radio. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think he, I think he's infamous 
Oh, yeah, Alan Jones mentions him, mate. Um, brought yeah. him over from the Tigers at the time. Yes. That's where yeah. he come from, obviously. Um, didn't have a lot of success, but didn't have a great... Didn't have a hell of a lot of cattle either, I don't think, Ken Shine, but... Yeah, that was tough those days. <laughs> they was. Well, mate, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio, and good luck on Friday night. No worries. It was a pleasure, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dex. Thanks, mate. Story about South Sydney. They've been around for a hundred years. They have a place in everybody's heart. And have the premierships to prove it. Yeah. Glory, glory. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. We're going to preview that big clash up there at Suncorp Stadium at 8.05 in front of absolutely nobody. Uh, between the Bron- Brisbane Broncos and the South Sydney Rabbitohs boys, um, let's put the coronavirus aside and let's really dig right into this game. Um, thoughts on it, boys? Well, it's a big clash. They went good last week. They're pretty awesome, actually. And on the bright side, there's no Pengai Jr. He got suspended with all those carryover points. He's a dirty, yep. dirty player, isn't he? Just... Yeah, something. The bike was sitting on the ground. There's no need to do. Didn't what need to he did. do that. Yeah, he didn't need to come in like like oh. the way he did. didn't need to do that. Now that's why he got four weeks. Four to six. Four to six. Yeah. yeah anyway. Now the other thing is that there's no clear? crowd. The no crowd might help us because that SunCorp crowd really helped oh, really mate, lifts that, that they side. Are, they really get behind well, the team you, up there. Have you been? Oh, there? You're, you're right. You're right. Have you mate, been there? No, well, I've SunCorp. The old Lang Park, I have, but I believe I've been to SunCorp Bank at Parramatta. It's deafening. It's deafening. when you get a thirty, forty thousand there. Yeah, uh, cheering all for the Broncos. So they might be a bit like the deer in the headlight with no crowd support. The other thing is the Broncos have brought in Jamil Hopperwadi. Now he's at a he's the son of Hopper, the great Hopper. Yeah, the kids had a check it past. It's a good yeah. story. I, yeah. I, we love a redemption in rugby league, don't we? Yeah, good yeah. on him for um, getting 100%. getting through his tough times and and finding that starting second row job at the Broncos, which is a pretty big deal. And also, he, w- he went well last week when he came on too. He did. So we're going to have to watch out for him. And also, they're going to debut a 20-year-old kid, Ethan Bullimore, off the bench. We know much about him? I don't know much Maybe. about him. I looked at something online. He's doing a hit-up, so I don't... I'll tell, tell you what, he, he hasn't closed the cab doors on him. I was looking at his, his profile picture, but anyway, that's all right. <laughs> Nothing big wrong ears. with... Oh, you know what? He's a good listener if he's got big ears. Big um, ears, huh? Yeah. Now, look, think, now, la, now, last week's game, we're going back to the Broncos. We all had a look at it. We are texting each other and whatnot. That Those three players, Pangai Jr., he's not going to be there. The other star, Payne Haas... And also Dave Fafita all played 80 minutes. Boys, I know back in your day they used to do that, but in the last 20 years, have you seen blokes under the age of 23 play 80 minutes in the NRL up against it? Hey, they've got a big pack, the Cowboys do. Yeah, we all thought that was pretty awesome, that three good players like that. It's a stat that probably was missing over the weekend, but it was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, to play big minutes like that. Now, I think we said it was because they were carrying an extra hooker like McCulloch and a back on the bench. So they really only had two forwards in that rotation, and those other guys played those big minutes. So, yeah, yeah you look. You brought that point up when I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good on them. You but, picked that one right out, yeah. But, look, we're going to have to go up there. We've got a pretty good record against them up there. And we'll lift. We've got an unchanged lineup, And I expect to see more of the same. Our forwards going forward. And we need to get some quality ball to the backs. Have a good kicking game. Get all the little things right. I think we can go up there and beat them. And we'll go on to the predictions. And I've got South winning by two points. Boys, what do you got there? Yeah, well, it's not going to be easy going up to Suncorp. It never is. 
not a hostile crowd anyway, but a hostile team, I believe. Uh, mm. You know, they were probably the pick of the, the pick of the teams last week in, in terms of their performance. I thought they were outstanding the way they played. Like you just mentioned, uh, them back three forwards. Uh, they're going to be missing one, obviously, Pangai Jr. I thought the uh, Brady Croft steered him around the park well. His kicking game was good. Uh, Milford's running game allowed him to run a little bit more. Back to Brodie Croft, mate. I think we all looked at Brisbane last year, that forward pack, and the age of him, like, the guy that probably doesn't get him, Thomas Flegler. I, th- I think he's got a future, that kid. Um, oh, he's a good there's player. There's a lot of, lot of young kids um, that are performing well on that side. They just needed someone to, to guide them. I know Milford's not he's not an organising half. Well, he's, a he's an off-the-cuff guy. Yeah, right. He runs. He can do some freakish stuff. Yeah. Last year, they, they plugged in that... Um, Jake Turpin, and they had that other young kid come in to boo against Sean South. O'Sullivan. Uh, yeah, I had Sean O'Sullivan. Was, yeah, he's slow as a wet week, Sean O'Sullivan. But there was another huh. another young guy they had uh, come in and fill in Tom Dearden last year, debuted against South down here at ANZ Stadium, went out and watched that game. And he played well, but um, but he just still wasn't that experienced yeah. um, half. It's had a bit of time down there in Melbourne. He well, got that little polish on the end of his sets. and. Yeah. Well, he's a Cooper Cronk clone, isn't he? He played exactly like the way... Bingo, mate. I was going to say the same thing. His kicking game looks the same. Yeah. Even the way he holds the football. Yeah. He backs up. He backs up like Terry Lamb, T. Lamb. He's he's someone we're going to have to try and nullify. Uh, Put a bit of... Get off the line. Put a bit of pressure on him. The Cowboys did not put enough pressure on him in his kicking game. And and, and when he gets the ball at first receiver and stuff like that. Yeah. We're going to have to do that. It's going to be a it's going to be a test for us to go up there and and perform well. I, I think we've definitely got the players to do it. Yep. Uh, we we just mentioned before to Tola, it's a big step up for him coming up uh, against a big pack like the Broncos. Obviously, we we got our crafty crafty spine, and uh, hopefully uh, Latrell Mitchell will have a big game back at one. Don't know what the plans will be with him. I suppose if he's performing well, Wayne might leave him out there a little bit longer. Let's hope. And um, yeah, I'm I'm like Mavo. I'm going to go for a win up there. Uh, it's probably for around eight points. Okay. We South by a, eight. We got a score there. Twenty-two, sixteen. Twenty-two, sixteen. <laughs> 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 you know your stuff, mate. Twenty-four, sixteen. <laughs> 24-16. Okay. Well, go. I don't know if we need to pick the score. It's, hey, we better yeah, you're putting pressure on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, no, I'll mate. say 2-0. As long as we win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so well, what about you, chaps? What's, what do you got, mate? Look, boys, yeah, that's why you boys, said 2 because it was easy to add up. <laughs> you know, I, look, going back to the captain's run there, I noticed Adam Reynolds practicing a few field goals as long with Cody Walker. Yep. Uh, I'm going to predict a 27 points to 26 victory by the mighty Rabbitohs in a seesawing match where they're on top of us, we're on top of them, and it's going to be Cody Walker to kick the field goal. 44-metre field goal, boys. I'm going to wow. get real specific here on Rabbitohs Radio. You just said Adam Reynolds was practising him. I know, but so was Cody Walker. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, but you threw us the... Threw the, the dummy there. the dummy went Show and go. That's what a halfback does, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old halfback. Oh, the nice. Old, the old show and go, and um, that's the end of the preview there of... Uh, the Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos. Want to chuff off to another break, chaps? Yeah, why not? Let's chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio. Okay, welcome back. Now we've got the Rabbit of the Week, brought to you by 
Burke Street Bakery. And just quickly, boys, we went up to Burke Street Bakery during the week and we all signed up for the Green Caffeine Swap and Go Cup thing. Now, it's a great initiative, good for the environment and simple to do. You just download the app, go to the store, you pick up your Green Cup and away you go. Yep. So it's a good thing because... So no more takeaway cups? No. Well, like James from Burke Street Bakery explained to us. Whitey? They were using a million takeaway cups just in their 14 stores. So yeah. if you look how many stores across Sydney are using so many takeaway cups, it's a lot of cups that are going to waste. And so, yeah, this green initiative is good for the environment and it's good for everybody. And yeah. apparently the history, apparently the Wollongong University student um, that did it as a project, this whole um, business idea, she had to do a, a business um, plan and she ended up being a professor and kicking right on. And she said to her brother, do you want to take this up as a business plan? I've gone right on with this. And yeah. sure enough, him and his mate took oh. it up, and, and, and here you go. They're, 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 yeah. That's how it's counts. It's wow. perfect. So good on them if they're making a quid because they're making a difference. Yeah. And it's also good for the stores, all the cafes that adopt it. it's not just Burke Street Bakery. They're no. all over Sydney if no, you have a look right. at that. So yeah. you can get a coffee at Burke Street Bakery, and if you want to take a bucket and bake any other they bakery. Gerds. i just yeah. seen Gerds advertised it on social media. Yeah. They got involved. Yeah, yeah so it's good. Yeah, so it's good. You're helping the environment. Not as good as Burke Street Bakery. Not as good. You're helping the environment. You're helping these Aussie guys in their in, they're right there. You're helping these guys in their business, but you're also helping the cafes because they have to spend all that money on those cups. So if you can just use one cup a year instead of, you know, three hundred. If you go to that cafe every day yeah. and get one one takeaway coffee, that's three hundred sixty five cups you're putting into the pollution. And like you, you said, Maver, it's good for the environment, and and that's yeah. what we're all here for. Everybody wins, and I made a little video of that, and that's also on our YouTube channel. And remember to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe and share and tell your friends. Anyway, who was the winner? It is. Rabbit of the Week is Kai Poria. Now, he's a mad Rabbitoh fan and he's in a wheelchair. And me and Brownie met him at Metricon Stadium. He came up to us and on we, you, Kai. we had a chat. And he said he wanted to come on the show. And we said, no worries. We've got his number. And if you're listening, Kai, we will get you on during the year. Now, the other thing about Kai is that we told him about Burke Street Bakery. He's been listening to us on the podcast talk about it. And he said, I'm going to go down there and try out the food. And we said, mate, do yourself a favour. Try the pies, they're great. Pork and fennel sausage roll, spot on. And he did, and he loved it. And he left us a comment. He's telling everyone about it. And so now, you are the rabbit of the week. You get a coffee voucher and a free coffee every day for a month. Or a drink, or a cup of tea, whatever you want. So, on you, Kai. Thanks, Kai. And now we're going to move on to around the NRL, just moving on. And look. We've spoken about the coronavirus. We don't want to rattle on about it much more. It's a developing situation. You can see it on the news. Changes by the hour. Yeah. And look, I'm worried they're going to cancel the season. If they do, all we can say is that we'll still make a podcast every week. Even if we have to do it um, from our own home, me and Brown, we've already done a trial run last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much um, um, effort we put into this podcast to get it out to all you South fans week in, week out. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're as passionate about the podcast as you are about the Mighty Rabbitohs, you know, and that's yep. that's why we're trying to bring it to you and every week. We and just want to touch a little bit on the NRL news about our arch enemies. We always like it. Uh, it's always a good weekend when uh, the Mighty Roosters get beat. Yep. What were your thoughts on their performance? The Panthers. Um, well, boys, um, I was lucky enough to watch a bit of that after that South game. I, I got it on my phone while, while Cashy and Dad were driving home. Cashy was driving... I watched the whole thing on the way home from ANZ Stadium. How good was it? And, um, mate, they were on top early, the Roosters, that forward pack. 
Honestly, they should have been up 24 or 30 nil if they had that top siding they had last year. Mm. They led 12 nil, and once they took off those um, two front rowers, Talkayahu had a good game, and also Hargraves. Yep. You know what? Adam Reynolds, who was our guest last week, tipped us off about this. He said, Happy Coruscant is one of the best and toughest young hookers in the game. And he rates him highly. And guess what? Appy tore them apart up the middle. Yep. Yep. And also, in that second half, he, he really led the way there, scheming around that middle there. And just and, and like he said, uh, like Adam said, he's tough as nails. He dropped blokes. He hits them around the hip and just really puts them on their backside, boys. And yep. that, ye- that Yeo? Yeah, good. It's good, the old that, Panthers. And the other, yeah. Got one over the Roosters. Yeah. They, they struggle to win with our Boyd Cordner. No Cooper Cronk. No Latrell Mitchell. No three-peat. No, no I've got a stat about... Do you mind if I have a stat about the back-to-back premiers? They are the first back-to-back premiers since the 1991 Canberra Raiders, who won in 89-90, as you know, um, to get beaten round one. Now, North Sydney um, beat them 11-6 there at North Sydney Oval. Boys, had a little bit of a... A little bit of trivia there on um, yeah. Rabbitohs Radio. Yeah, Let's well, start. there's a, and a couple of things. I've said that to a couple of the Roosters supporter mates that I've got, and they said, oh, you know, we lost last year and used one, and look what happened. But I've been saying to them, it's different now. Tide's turning, and I can see a bit of a change. And the other thing I like was when the young Crichton came on. He, 15 seconds. He scored in 15 seconds. Yeah, how good so was that? It was great. And they've lost their first game. They play Manly this week, who could bounce back. They could go 0-2. And, and I noticed they changed that game to Leichhardt. Do you notice that? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Central Coast Stadium and Leichhardt Oval. It's yep. not going to suit anyone. But, and, then the, and then they meet us. Manly. They've got a little small suburban ground like that. And then they meet us in round three, so they could start 0-3, the defending back-to-back previous. And I'll mention in the review of the World Club Challenge, boys, I, I wasn't impressed with the kicking game, and that was exposed in the NRL. And I said that uh, when I reviewed that World Club Challenge. They don't have Cooper Cronk, and he just puts it where it has to be. A bit like Adam Reynolds. Where, where, where the ball needs to be, let's pin him in that corner, like Adam said last week, yeah. and let him work out. They they couldn't do it. Now you did say you did say Kiri hasn't got the kicking game of an NRL halfback. You did say that, and talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You got a little multi on well, that game I, I, that I came guess what? Up. I had a little multi on the Kansas City Chief on December twenty three last year. What a way! Our eight to one. Uh, I only had twenty dollars on it, but anyway, our eight cool. to one. Into the Roosters get beat in round one by Penrith. Back then they were three twenty straight in the Melbourne Storm. Dollar sixty five over there at Brookvale. And guess what? I had to wait till Sunday, but cha ching, cha ching, ching. Hey, Chappie capped in. Eight hundred hey. jumps in. Eight hundred eighteen dollars dropped in. Dropped in the. Uh, very, good. very good. Very good. Now. now just quickly the to wrap. Uh, sh- <laughs> you want, <huh? laughs> she does now. Uh, she does, a shout out to Carola and the kids. Thank God she's not listening to Rabbitohs Radio. <laughs> now we're going to talk about the Storm game and and then quickly on the Dragons game. So, what do you got there about the Storm game, I, I just thought, uh, I watched that Storm game, and obviously I was I had a bit of invested interest there, but it ebbed and flowed there. The, the, the Storm f- turned the screws early. Uh, Manly's goal line defence was, was stood up to the test. They ended up getting a couple of penalty goals late in the first half, 4-2. And then it just, it just eventually, Cameron Smith was looking 15 minutes ahead in the play. Yeah. And you could see him working to try and get the wingers to come off come off their line. He waited for Tafua. Big Georgie to feel to come off his line and flog someone like he has in all the highlights over the years. Bang. They draw, they draw him in, throw it out to Hughes, puts it over, pinpoint kick for um, Suasi Vunavalu to score in the corner, and that just broke. That was a straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. They, they would, Manly never scored a try. You know? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, they held their line good. Yeah, it was a good tough game over there at Brookie. And, and, uh, and they were like a bit underdone, mainly. Like, you had um, Fanua Bloke, who hadn't had a trial. Yeah. Um, Jake Trebojevic, Tom Trebojevic. None of them yeah. played trial games. So they're yeah. going to be yeah. better for the run, they mainly. Be. Yeah. Let's hope they give it to the Roosters over there at Leichhardt Oval. This yeah, week. and I... And I Said them, I thought mainly go good, so don't listen to me. And no, then, what, uh, what about the other tip? And then, and then uh, oh, no, in before, the, we, before we move before on, move there, on yeah, what do you got? Yeah. Watching what Cameron Smith did there, I don't know how long he's been, played 400 plus games. Is he, is he the he's most the, the influential best footballer that you've seen in your life? Yeah. Now, you've seen you, you're old enough to see Wally Lewis and the likes playing the late 70s, maybe the Langlands and whatnot, yep. but I. I've never seen a, a more influential player in my life. No, he's a great he's, player. It's hard to compare eras. I've said that before. But and he's no, a different he, he's, position to Joey Johns, who's probably yeah. someone that stands out in he's, your mind. Look, he's one of the greatest of all time. Brownie played against Joey, obviously. Yeah. He's one of the greatest of all time. And he did say after the game that he thinks that they should stop the NRL. And a guy like that, he, he's got a lot of influence. And that did get a lot of air time. So he does. he's not making the decisions. But, but yeah. He's the best I've seen. Cameron Smith. Smith. Yeah, yep. there you go. Now, me and Brownie were having a beer before the games come out and we were going through and doing the ratings and I looked at the Dragon side and on paper they looked alright I said look at this forward pack you know they've got uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway Brownie's cost, changed cost his me, cost me a full round <laughs> Brownie's <laughs> Brownie's changed his t- no he hasn't to the Dragons when you the ring Tigers. me guess what I did I got so, some of that $818 and I put it straight in the Tigers did you? yeah so sorry mate sorry about that Um, that'll teach you to yeah, take to the you. Dragons and you listen know, to me you know what um <laughs> A 35-year-old halfback who I thought was washed up a few years ago, and I'll put my hand up, I think a lot of us did. Benji Marshall really turned the clock back. The pressure that he put on the Dragons in that second half, what, seven, eight, nine repeat sets, little dribbles into the end goal. Uh, the couple, Tigers couple don't have the big stars. Scored a, that scored a try. Scored a try. He laid a few on. Laid a few uh, on with his kicks. He still, still got. I think that Joey Leilua and, and the other centre that they got from us, which we none of us wanted to lose, Adam uh, Dewey. Dewey yeah. But but they they're going to be good players, aren't they? Those two. Oh, they're quality they players. They are mid-season, uh, mid mid off-season recruits. Yeah. That um probably weren't the plans, but um. Yeah. No. Look, uh, Dewey's a, a great player, emerging talent. You know, he's showed some great stuff for us. And BJ yeah. Leilua, he's he's a very uh, young skill- Kevin Walters. Yeah. That too. Uh, yeah, Billy Kevin Walters' Billy. son. Sorry, yeah. Billy. Billy Walters. Yeah. Yeah. And more, and more importantly, um, really more importantly, the man who's probably made the biggest difference there is the coach, Michael Maguire. Oh, we know what Michael Maguire sides are. They're tough. They're gritty. They're yeah. going to be fit. You know that. That's they're going right. to go to the eighty. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you want to mention the Dragons, but they 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 bombed a few tries. Frizzell, they did early on. Frizzell should have trampled the fullback Corey did, Thompson at the end there. Paul did you, Horn. Did you tell me Paul they should have dropped the, the ball? That should have been caught. Did you say they should have won the Dragons, Brownie? Did I, I did. Use, I did. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, they should have won. They should have won. But they didn't. Thank you. <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> I feel exonerated somewhat. <laughs> now we're gonna now, I think that's the end of NRL news. We're gonna give you an opportunity. We still haven't got your first bowl prediction. All right. We've given you a full week. Yep. Um uh, we've given you a full episode. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. I want a bold prediction that is black and white, not grey. Okay. I'm gonna give you Cameron Murray to win the Dallium. <laughs> there you go. That was easy. Hang That's on, it. hang on. He's off the mark. <laughs> yeah, he's already got oh, one. He's got one point. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we'll have that. We'll have that. Is that okay? I like that. I like that. Yeah. That, not, hey, yeah. hey, there's a lot, lot of um, water going under the bridge between now and the end of the daily end points, boys. So exactly. So. You know what? I'm going to write that one down. Just give us a minute. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Yep. Done. Right. I write That's that down. Done. Make the bold prediction. He's locked in. You cannot change that one. Me and Brownie can't tempt you to change it. The bold predictions are locked in there for 2020 here on Rabbitohs Radio. Have we got anything, boys, before 
I get Maver to take us out again. That's Three, it. Three, two, one. Rabbitohs Radio is hosted by Grant Chappell, Darren Brown and me, Steve Maven, and is brought to you by Export Freight Systems, The Juniors, NG Farah, Rise Foundation and Burke Street Bakery. For more information on this episode, click the episode webpage in the show notes and please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also like you to follow our Rabbitohs Radio Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube channel. We'll be back next week with another episode and up the mighty Rabbitohs. Thank you.